0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of Bootstrap Web. Mr. Brian Castle, how are you? Doing good. How's it going, Jordan? It's going pretty well. Another day. Another week. Another day. It's Friday. Feels good, though. This week felt good. I always look for... Okay. It's a little weird. Basically when I walk around my house, like flexing, like, yes, like that's when I know I'm in it. (laughs) You know know what I mean? Not like moping around, oh, this next thing. But when I'm like, oh, yes, I just like get this energy. And I, I do a lot of calls and I'm an extrovert and that's what gives me the energy when I have this great call and the response and everyone's into, you know, like that really just gets me going. It's, It's been like that all week.
1: I get the energy from sales, from conversions. It's been a really good week on that front. Had product hunt earlier in the week. And also uh, I've got some news to share today too, which, is, uh, which was kind of fun and, and unexpected. I guess I'll just get right into it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, why not? Let's do it.
0: Let's do it. No one wants to hear my, my, my furnace story.
1: <laughs> or, or the flooding in my basement. I, <laughs> yes, I, I, exactly. See, that, that's how you know this has been a good week for both of us. Our houses are falling apart, both oh, of yeah. us. Yeah. But our businesses are doing just fine. Yeah. So.
0: My, my first floor will be heated with space heaters for roughly six weeks. <laughs> <through> <laughs> my sheer
1: ignorance as a homeowner. But, but anyway. you know me, I don't complain. But what's up? Tell, give us some good news, though. I'll give some takeaways from the product hunt launch in, in just a bit. But as of today, I'm happy to announce that I have sold my process kit business.
0: <sighs> Ryan's on a tear, baby.
1: It was a good outcome for me. I can't get too much into the details of of, of the deal. I uh, Can't share who the buyer is. They they asked to to remain anonymous. But it was a really good experience. I'll just say that this one really came very quickly. <laughs> you know, I mean, it did go through Microacquire. I had been sort of seeking a, a buyer for it for for a couple of months. It went through a a, a few potential deals that ended up falling apart. This one. It was kind of unbelievable. It it happened over the course of like five days. Wow. (laughs) You know, Monday, offer, Tuesday, LOI, Wednesday into Thursday, a little bit of due diligence. We hammered out an an APA and by Friday it was wire transfer and it's done. (laughs) How did you have your act together enough to transfer domains
0: over and like databases like
1: a lot of it is it's the buyer too it's not just the seller I mean it, I think both of us were were very professional about this whole thing both of us it's not our first rodeo with with buying and selling again I, I can't really share who it is but uh, it's a private investor group and and I, I've only gotten to know them you know through this past week really but uh had multiple calls and I've been really impressed with them. They've got a really strong like technical background and SaaS experience. And I'm I'm actually really excited for the future of, of Process Kit. They're gonna really run with it. Awesome. The product finds a good home
0: and, and, and the, the money finds a good home in your bank account.
1: And as I said, I was talking to uh, several potential buyers over the last few few months, and this group was far and away the the best possible buyer. And I'm just super excited that it that it went to them incredibly fast. It was just no BS and I loved it. Awesome. No haggling back
0: and forth over minute details. What's this charge on the credit card? And yes, like, come on, let's be serious.
1: There was due diligence. It, it wasn't like we're flying blind here. It was completely reasonable and expected like one Google doc, one, one page of questions and I answered them. And then we had a, a call where we dove into the code base a little bit. We walked through the product a bunch. They had already signed up for the product. So they, they knew it a little, a little bit. And then I went into it a little bit more, but I answered a bunch of questions and, and they're really competent and, and, um, and experienced and technical. So they got it. There was no confusion about how things are structured or how the code base works, how the features work, what the business is all about. Like they totally get it. Um, so it just made the whole process super easy. And, and then, like I said, they're, they're experienced in doing deals. I've, I've done a few now. So, you know, it was just no BS. Like I used a template APA for asset purchase agreement from a previous deal. We adapted it for this one. It was pretty straightforward terms. And then the the transfers all happened this morning in in an hour, we were on a call together and just did them,
0: you know, fantastic. (laughs) Great way to start the year. Congratulations. Fantastic. Cool. Well, look, I, I'll start things off this episode with, with an anecdote, a fun one. I need to give a shout out to bootstrap web listener, David Chung. What's happening, Dave? So here's, here's what happened. I spoke last episode about deciding to move out of Portland. I do regret my negative tone on that. If I could dial it all the way back, <laughs> I would. I just, I just don't.
1: I I thought that it was, it, it was fine.
0: I know. I just, I don't want to be negative because I, I I love this town and the people here and I just having my version of the experience. So, in our search on where to move, where we've zeroed in is on the North Shore suburbs of Chicago, and so we're starting to, you know, focus there. We have friends there. We stay there every summer when
1: we go up to Michigan. We I love Chicago. That like it's it's up there. In my favorite cities. You I, went I, went to, I went to school. I went to school at uh, Columbia College in downtown Chicago. Yeah,
0: very cool. So it's look. Everyone knows the winters are brutal. Turns out when you're like 41 years old with, with three kids, weather, not actually anywhere near the top of the priority list. It's like schools, community, culture, safety, location. You know, it's like the weather's further down, um, even though I could live in like tropical weather for the rest it's of my life. It's pretty awesome in the summer. Though. Oh, it's spectacular in the summer. So we're very familiar with it. We have friends from college that live there and we stay with them every summer for at least like a weekend. So our kids know each other. Anyway, so we make this decision. And I'm on the couch one night like doing research. And I ping my good friend here in Portland, John Ewald, who runs Roaster Tools. And I say, hey, I think we're kind of finalizing this whole like Chicago thing. And he said, well, you, you got to talk to my my man in a mastermind group that I'm in, who's like the man in Wilmette, which is the the city, the the little town that we want to live in. And he says, it's Dave Chung. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, I'll, I'll check his stuff out. He's a real estate agent. Um, along with a bunch of other stuff that he does. So I tell this to my wife, and it turns out it's our friend, the ones that we stay with, it's her agent also. So he's worked with our very good friends from college to help them sell their house and buy their new house that they just moved into the same area that we want to move into. So, of course, I email him immediately. I'm like, hey, Dave, (laughs) all these stars have aligned, and my wife and I will be in Wilmette tomorrow morning. Do you want to meet? <laughs> so last weekend we just we just did like this 24 hour trip. We flew from Portland, went to Chicago, saw Dave, gave us the full tour, two hours conversation, coffee shop, then go drive around town, all the highlights and schools and all that stuff. Hung out with our friends that night, flew back the next morning. It was basically wow. just yeah, just to confirm like, <laughs> yes. Like this like, is what this we want to do. Yes. And and so our that, friends and that was
1: just about like kind of scoping out the the scene. But you haven't really done the house shopping yet.
0: The house shopping uh, has now begun, and that's going to be a challenge because you know we where we want to be is a very small little area inside of Wilmette. So we got to be on the lookout. I'm probably going to have to do that whole thing of like you know Dave's going to walk around with a FaceTime and show us the house when we make an offer. Type of a situation is is kind of what I'm expecting.
1: Well, that's good that they have him like on the ground there. That's
0: that's right. That's right
1: long time listeners of this podcast might remember back in twenty fifteen I was my family we we did the round the country road trip kind of thing, and we and we were in between homes. We'd put our stuff into storage and we'd lived in airbnbs for like almost a year. We were coming back about to have our second kid, and we were house shopping like f- from the car from the hotels on on the way home <laughs> It's a challenge and I, and I just remember like. We were making lists of like these are this is like the top three. Oh, that house, that's the one. Like it looks amazing, right? And then we 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 show up in person and we'd be like, this place is terrible. Like yeah, it's it's so, tough. You know, from from afar, like you just don't see like oh, it's actually right next to a gas station or like smells like smoke or all the right. This There's crap, only
0: you know. so much you can you know take a walk on Google Maps, but you it's really really tough without being there. So fortunately, we have our good friends who live there, and now Dave. So we're all set.
1: <laughs> yeah, man.
0: Um, anyone great. in the Chicago area, hit me up. I I, I need a Hell new yeah, community of peers to jump into and kind of learn learn about. So it's uh, it's exciting, and I'm sure I'll be talking about it. Uh, hopefully, not ad nauseum, because it will be obviously a big part of my life over the next six months. Uh, I got to figure out how to tell the kids and all all that stuff. Uh, but I'm excited about it. And I'm very sad to leave Portland.
1: So, would the goal there be like to to do the move like by the summer or before the summer so that the, then the kids start in like September, the next the, the next school year?
0: Yeah, priorities make sure that we're there so the kids can start school there. And ideally, like you said before, the summer in Chicago is amazing. And so as much of the summer as we can spend there as possible. So we're going to aim to get there, you know, in, in June as soon as school's over. But whether or not that aligns with everything else, it's it's tough to tell. Love it. We'll see. Cool, man. Cool. Bootstrap
1: web, wherever. <laughs> we'll have to do like a bootstrap web uh, road tour at some point. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> that sounds,
0: sounds kind of nice. Any travel yeah. sounds kind of nice right
1: now. Yeah. I mean, Product Hunt, um, Zip Message has yes. been up on on Product Hunt since uh, Tuesday. I, hey, I just want to thank everyone, you know, listeners of this podcast, people who've been following along on Twitter. I can't thank you all enough for for all the support and kind of showing up for for Zip Message on, on Product Hunt. It's been Really awesome to to get messages from folks and the comments have have been amazing. I never feel great about being so so promotional all condensed into one day like that, but I'm I'm glad it's I'm glad all that all that's done and it it did pretty well. I mean I'm I'm pretty happy with it. I mean you know we didn't like quote unquote win the day on on product hunt. We we ended up man it got competitive near the end. Did it really? (laughs) It ended up in fourth place. It was like neck and neck with, with, with zip message and the one that was in third place. So we, we broke into third place for like six hours late in the day <laughs> on, on the day. And then like I go to bed and like sometime around midnight, they got a few more votes and, and, and pushed us into fourth to, to finish the day. So,
0: Wow. Well, I think a marketer would say that you were in, in third position on product Hunt for the day. But look, I, I think everyone loved supporting you. And it was cool to see people tweet about it. The comments on Product Hunt—it was pretty awesome. So it's it's great.
1: Some takeaways. I mean, yeah, you know, definitely this week MRR bumped up significantly for sure.
0: we you know, and you think it's it's directly attributable? It's it's so quick. Did people just jump in and turn into paid customers?
1: We definitely get several paid customers a day. We we sort of normally do, but we got more this week for sure. There there are always users who. Start a free account, and they sort of instantly upgrade because they hit some some limits pretty quickly. The other thing is we we did get a lot of new free users in in this past week. so that's a that's a new expanded pool of of users, and it'll be interesting to see how how those metrics play out over the next I'd say one to two months to see how that how that group converts and and uh, and refers out and, and right all that kind right of stuff. right. Yeah, it's it's kind of interesting to start to be able
0: to measure the impact of free usage and the impact of the that virality and to really understand what what a free user does.
1: Yeah. I guess a couple of sort of surprising things. Like I would have expected more, like maybe this would have happened if we were like number one or something, but like I would have expected more questions or like objections and comments from the product hunt community that hasn't seen ZipMessage before. There was only a few of those and I, and I got some sort of like private messages from, from people who clearly just discovered ZipMessage through Product Hunt, which was cool. You know, they're like excited to see this type of solution, but I was expecting more questions. Like I had drafted answers to questions I was expecting to have to answer. And there wasn't a lot of that. You know, all the comments were basically supporters or our current users coming in and, and sharing their review of it. That went over a lot easier than than I expected. I I was expecting to like answer like, well, how is it different from Loom? And I had a whole answer ready for that and, and all this different stuff, you know? I was looking at the traffic and the traffic to the site like went up, but it wasn't a massive spike in traffic. And I wonder how much of a difference it would have made if we were in the number one spot versus like number three and four. But we hung out on the homepage. We might even still be on the homepage right now. I'm not sure. It brought like three or four X the, the amount of traffic that I, that we would normally get this past week, but it wasn't a massive flood. I think having the free plan helps a lot. It it gets a lot of free usage, you know, a lot of free users registered. So that was, that was really good. Oh, the other thing is, you know, there, there are some other benefits to having put in the work of, of doing this product hunt launch. Yeah. I'm curious um, about
0: the work you put in and what feels like it was worth it both for the product hunt itself and, and, for what you're alluding to now.
1: Yeah, like there's a bunch of new assets that I, that I got out of this. So like, number one, I, I did the work of like creating a new video, a new demo video. And, and when I did it, like I, I knew this would be a, a good, nice up-to-date demo video for, for Zip Message, showing off all the new designs and everything and, and, the, and the best benefits. And I, and I can explain it a lot better now than I could a few months ago. So I put all that in a video and I created one version that said like, hey, Product Hunt, check out Zip Message, And I created a second version that just doesn't say Product Hunt. It's just more generic. So, so now I, it's like the same work, but now I have a, a much better explainer video for the, for the site. The other thing is I have tons of new testimonial quotes and really useful ones. Like the, some of these comments on both Product Hunt and on Twitter are really well worded uh testimonial quotes that that I could use and and a lot of them from some really great people and and our and all of our best customers kind of showed up and 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 offered their words of like and what I mean is quotes where they talk about a specific use case. I was gonna or, say what or, makes it, or talk about it specific benefits and different like some people talk about how they use it with clients. And we have a whole page about client usage. So we could put those there. Other other use cases about how they integrate it with their website and we can put put those quotes there. So like, I still need to sift through all those and get them up on the website, but there's a lot of really good material that that'll be able to kind of get from this. So
0: interesting. It's kind of like the, you know, we we all think of software and the magic of compounding, uh, recurring revenue building on itself. Uh, but there's also an element to any business, including software business where over time, this stuff just gets better the reputation gets better the assets get better the marketing the testimony, it really builds on top of itself and starts making it easier
1: everything leading up to product hunt like for, just for the past year and then and then especially once we got up to up to now and then it'll continue to improve i just feel like everything gets tighter like we we're tightening it up especially for me in in terms of how i explain it and and how i'll i'll write little pieces of copy about about the key benefits and and uh the positioning of of zip message, and like everything just sort of like tightens up and so and 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 then I start to see that in the testimonials because the testimonials are sort of like referencing the way that we position the product like all that stuff is sort of starting to starting to like click into place and, and I think it'll continue to get even tighter over the next year you know yeah it's exciting it, it we are not there yet, but what helps me is knowing what
0: the journey looks like because we we offered something similar it we went through a similar path at, at cardhook i caught myself this week what i what i tried to do is convey to the team basically why why we should walk around feeling really confident even though this is really early because we know we have something unique and whenever we show it to people you know, with what we think of as an, an at-bat, basically, here's a demo and focus on it. Whenever someone gets focused on it, they come away really excited and the, the desire, the demand is really high. So it's really just a game of, well, let's just show it to a lot more people. But everything is so immature. When someone asks us for a case study, we don't have a case study yet. When someone wants testimonies, you just don't see that. So this is the stuff that you're building up over time that just makes... Everything easier, uh, so I'm like pumping up the team on like don't forget what we have is genuinely exciting and unique. So we just we're just going to stick with it. That's that's literally the only thing is to stick with it. I always think of Colin, another friend here in Portland who runs Customer IO. He's just been at it for a long time and has continued to do work and execute at a high level over a really long period of time, and the business is is incredible. It's a beautiful business, you know. He shares a lot of uh, stuff on Twitter. One of the things that I love seeing from him is he shares the cohorts.
1: Yeah, is this graph
0: yep. that shows cohort and retention, and it is amazing that first cohort from whatever it is eight or nine years ago, it's
1: still, still there. there. Yeah. It's
0: still like a line <laughs> underneath. It's amazing. And then you can also see the growth and the retention of newer cohorts be even stronger and they stay also. And that just takes a long period of time uh, to be consistent over. But once it clicks, oh my goodness, it's it's beautiful. It's unstoppable.
1: Yeah, man. You, you mentioned that you're doing some, some sales and marketing and really diving into that. You wanna-
0: Yes. So right, the, the goal of all of this was always to be ready in the new year to finally go to market. So in Q4- the product got to a point where it could take people on. We started to onboard a few accounts. We started to go through the process with them of getting fully integrated and onboarded and so on and started processing our first revenue, which was such a relief for me in, in our all hands, which we just did last week. We had this slide of like basically how things are going. And I had this one bullet point on financial performance. And what I had there was like that icon or whatever it's called, that emoji, that's just a desert like a cactus with a sun behind it. It was just like, and I called it no man's land because we were in between. We had this amazing product, but we didn't have revenue going through it yet. So for a few months in a row, I would say we're still in no man's land and we need, we need to get to the other side. And then to finally just not share that anymore and show that, yes, we've processed the first There's revenue. Some activity. Yes, yeah. hallelujah. What we did in Q4 is we hired, uh, we did two things. We hired a salesperson, uh, experienced salesperson, more senior. The previous BizDev hire was not like a seasoned uh, sales pro, uh, but had great e-commerce experience. And I had a lot of trust in, in Sam. And so, and he knew e-commerce really well. He came over from drip. And I just felt like, okay, this is definitely a hire. That's going to make sense. And he's, he's been doing great. And now, now we have someone to lead that team with a lot more experience. So Matt started on the team in January. You know whatever it was January 3rd that first day. We hired Matt in December, he started in January as like lead salesperson and then we also hired Powered by Search, the agency that we worked with at Cardhook and that feels great. Great. Yeah.
1: Dev and, and the team there are awesome. They're they're really impressive. You
0: know, we worked with them at Cardhook and we thought that the right thing to do was go through a full
1: process. Don't just reach back and hire who you know. Talk to a bunch of agencies. So now you have these people in place, right? You've got your your new lead salesperson. You've got your customer success. You got powered by search. Yep. What mechanically is happening now, right? Like here in January, like what's, uh, yeah, what new processes, what new workflows, what activities are hacked?
0: I'll talk about the, the, the marketing
1: front first. The, the reason
0: we ended up back with Powered by Search after going through a search and talking to a bunch of agencies is because we wanted help in marketing overall. We wanted a holistic approach to the agency that we worked with. We didn't just want people who ran ads. And we met with some great people. Aaron, I think the last name is Zikowski. We, we met with a bunch of people who were great at what they did. But they were pretty focused on, we will run your paid ads and your paid traffic, which maybe we'll get to in the future or something, but that's not what we need right now. What we needed is to look at our marketing overall and our positioning and our customer and their needs and their desires and their pain points and think through it and how that impacts our positioning and how that impacts our copy. And that's what Powered by Search really does like from the ground up. And so right now, we are pretty deep into the onboarding process with them. We've done a bunch of calls around who's the customer, what's the solution, what does the market look like, what makes you unique, so really pulling out all that stuff. And then that then gets translated into, okay, here are the keywords we're going to start with, and here's the funnel that we're going to run at first. And so what's happening on the marketing side is we have our keywords, we have our ad copy, we have our ad creative. Importantly, we also have our negative terms. What what do we not want, right? We don't want people searching for payment processor. No, we want people searching for, you know, one-click checkout or something like
1: that. Yeah, and so, so, we have, so you're doing like paid search and, and like content development too, or? Yes,
0: yeah, so, so paid search is Google, LinkedIn, and Facebook. And that traffic, which starts to run next week, that traffic will go, right now it's gonna to go to the homepage, and we're developing a landing page. And the CTA there is schedule a demo. So it's traffic leading to a page that sells a demo. The landing pages that we're building out or that we're experimenting with is basically, what are the benefits of the product and what are you gonna get in the demo? Basically, why should you fill this out to learn more about our solution? And then that flows into Pipedrive and then the sales team takes over with a demo. So that is the marketing funnel.
1: Yeah, just like drive leads to the, to the sales. That's that's in, right. In-person
0: and, sales. And and then at the same time, we have the sales funnel. So Sylvia is, is leading marketing along with Powered by Search. And the key thing there is what do we need to get accomplished? What tasks are currently in the way before we can run traffic? But that's like basically my assignment to her was, give me a list of things that stand in your way between where we are right now and the traffic that we can run. And then let's just knock those down and everything else on your table, on your list, we're going to move over until until this is done. And so we're just kind of going through that. We're almost done with it. And then next week, traffic will start to run. Once traffic is running, we can take a deep breath and then think, okay, how do we optimize which landing page software to use? What thing do we need to change? And so on. And at the same time, I brought the sales team in and I said, give me a list of things that prevent you from sending out 10, 20 good emails or LinkedIn messages every single day. So same
1: thing. We're going through the list and the sales. That's an area that I, I never really quite understood. So are they doing like cold outreach, like relationship building? Like how does that, aside from the marketing leads that that the marketing team is, is sending, they got to also kind of develop their own leads.
0: That's that's right. And, and if you think about it, it's kind of like a, like the letter Y, but tipped on its side or just the letter Y, right? It's too individual funnels, a marketing funnel and a sales funnel that then join when it's time to do a demo. And then all of a sudden you're, it's one funnel. So you're doing a demo and then you're onboarding and you're selling and you're following up and then you're integrating, and the, right? Then that's kind of like the onboarding part of the funnel. Uh, so both marketing and sales need to feed into that. Let's do a demo funnel. So sales is going to be a bunch of experiments. Matt that came in has had a lot of success in previous roles with LinkedIn outreach and there's a whole science, and I, I can get into that when I learn more from him exactly on what his process is going to be and what, what tends to work. But generally speaking, connecting with someone and then sending a message in the appropriate way is, is effective, uh, much more effective than cold email. We are still going to send some email. Yeah. Yeah, nice. so we went, we went to Built With. We identified lists of merchants that are on the platforms that we work with. This is like, this is like Cardhook six years ago, right? Yeah. This is how I got Cardhook off run, the ground. So, run the playbook. Yeah, that's, <laughs> hey, you know, it's it's worth a try running a similar playbook. LinkedIn is now a new part of that playbook, but it's effectively the same playbook. It's get a list, qualify, and then do outreach. So we're going through that process. We also downloaded some lists of our competitors, which is kind of an interesting thing. Uh, some of our competitors, I don't want to blatantly talk bad, but one of our competitors, I would say the merchants are very unsatisfied with. So we, when you go to BuiltWith and you download a list of people that have ever used this software.
1: and Yeah, and that's the nice thing about your the space you're in. You could literally scrape the internet and see who's using what. That's right. And, and you can qualify, right? You can go to someone's site and
0: see if they have a firm and no, we don't integrate with the firm. Let me not reach out just yet. Let me put it on the list for later. Things like that. So this competitor has a very large list of merchants that have had it historically and a relatively small list of people who are actively using it, meaning a lot of people churned out. Now, when they churned out, that's kind of an interesting thesis, at least that we're, that we're pursuing, because our solution has their product as a feature. Rally pays effectively their entire product, and it's just one feature for us. So maybe that feature that they're after, that one-click upsell part of it, maybe they wanted it but weren't satisfied with their solution. It's worth it for us to approach them and say, you weren't happy with that one. This is much better. Do you want to check it out? So we're, we're doing things like that. We're kind of thinking through who the
1: right people are. Are you able to share like what the pricing
0: structure is for Rally? Sure. The pricing is an initial step, right? That's kind of how I'm thinking about it. The, the initial pricing is 50 basis points. And at Cardhook, we ended up at $500 a month plus 50 basis points, right? Half a percent. And this time when I run the model, given our uh, runway, we are better off not charging the monthly subscription at this time. Just doing the transaction. Yep, that's right. Because, you know, in a similar way that Shopify's financials, because they're public, you can see them, they started off with their subscription portion of their business greatly outweighing their transaction side. And when they hit escape velocity, within two years, it equaled one another. And now the transaction side of their business is far higher than their subscriptions, which tells you why they didn't like CardHook very much because we were jabbing them at this at the point of transaction. Um, so when I run the model with a much larger uh, bank bounce, basically that we can dip into and use uh, now with VC. As of right now, it appears that we're better off not charging a subscription plan. And we might do that later on, especially as we add on a bunch of additional features. But for now, no monthly, just 50 basis points. And then you know part of our business model is that we have a rev share with the payment processors on the back end. So we're getting money in, in two ways, on the front end from the merchant, on the back end from the payment processor. And in early access that we're in right now, we're just not charging the 50 basis points at all. So it's basically free during early access. And that'll probably go for another few months.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I guess with the deciding on the pricing structure and like whether, whether you do a, a monthly fee or not, it, it, aside from the running the, mo- like the financial model, it's also sort of figuring out who, who are the best type of customers, right? Like without the, the fee, you have the, the benefit. You could sell the benefit of like, you know, we make money when you make money, right? So you can get like more aspirational stores, whereas, you know, the bigger players, they would be paying a fee and maybe that helps attract them by having a fee.
0: Yeah, it's 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 tricky and I acknowledge that there's also some danger in going about this the way we are but it's and we know all of us you can change your pricing. <laughs> yeah. It's not set in stone
1: at Cardhook and, we And that's how I felt about Zip message pricing too like the for the first year plus which is which we're still in it's I like I I intend for this to be lower than what it ultimately will be. That's you know? that's right. And
0: that's fine. At, at Cardhook, it was important to us not only to have a monthly fee, but to have a relatively high monthly fee because we had this very strange situation of more demand than we can handle. And so we had to filter. And that pricing was the most effective filtering mechanism. At Rally, we want to go much wider. Cardhook was always going to be a niche play to have 500 merchants and make you know $6 million a year type of a thing. This we want thousands and tens of thousands of merchants on over time. And so removing that initial hurdle in the early stages might make sense. If we get to a a place where we have a lot of professional services and a lot of additional premium features and A-B testing, and if the market tells us that we're better off filtering, then we'll do it. But for now, it doesn't make sense. Nice, man. Yes, so So the important thing of the The whole conversation, the wheels are turning, that's right. By next week, we will have sales fully operational and marketing fully operational, and it's just really exciting. What's starting to happen now is people are starting to find us as people start to look for solutions in January, and some people that we've worked with in the past at Cardhook are finding Rally. I just had a call with one this morning, and it's like a reunion. It's like, oh my God, the relationship and like the battle we all went through together there on both sides, the software side and our customer side. Like really formed strong bonds, and people are like super excited for us and want to try it out, and
1: feels great. probably. Love it, man. That's awesome. I guess we'll, we'll probably wrap up soon, but I right right now I'm I'm now I'm really playing catch up with ZipMessage, Message with with our with our features and, and roadmap. Like we have right now three like really nice new features that are eighty percent or ninety percent built. They're each on a branch <laughs> in, in Git just waiting for the finishing touches to be put in place and prepared and announced and shipped and i've been so sidetracked between product hunt and i've been going on a bunch of podcasts lately and doing all this other marketing stuff and yeah it's just been pretty chaotic and and i feel like the our our github board where we manage the the features is like kind of a mess right now like we like again we have all these issues that are like 80 or 90% done and usually we just sort of do one thing at a time ship it and then move on to the next thing but like i don't know for for whatever reason between the holidays and then and then here in january it's just been like all right let's just start this and all right well that's on hold let's do, go start this and then let's do and then i'm starting a thing and my developer is doing a thing so we've got like a, the the api is coming like that's just about to launch a, a public api and that that'll be cool because we've had some developer types ask for it but it's going to unlock my ability to go out to tons of other products and do integration partnerships with them. And I, and I've been uh, talking to to a few about that already. Okay. Um,
0: I, I want to hear more about that next week. Cause that's, yeah, that's a, that's a new area for you. Probably, probably next
1: week is when we'll be looking to actually release the API
0: feature. Um, Would you say that that marketing is currently ahead of product? Is that what you mean by like behind got to catch up?
1: I, yeah, probably a a little bit, you know, they, they, it's like two racehorses going back and forth throughout the year. Right. Right now. Yeah. I I would say the product is all all the core things are, are really solid and, and optimized at this point, but there are all these little improvements and feature requests that we have not shipped yet. And that, that's the other thing that, that sort of bogs us down a little bit is like, I, I constantly keep coming back to like, just make the core thing better and better and better, you know? the the recording experience the playback experience the reliability of recording and playing back a message like that stuff has to be good at all times so if there's ever a little bug or or a quirk with that or or a way to improve the experience i i prioritize that over shipping an, a brand new feature you know that's been actually slowing down our feature roadmap is because we just keep making the the core of the product better and I think that's really important. And, and also like, well, another feature that's coming, it, it's related to now, now that we've gone freemium, I'm really prioritizing things that help with the first user experience, record and share. Like the smoother I can make that slide from I just signed up, I created my first message. Now I'm prompted to go share my message with someone else and then they can get it and reply and sign up. And like that whole cycle has to be extremely smooth. And that is interesting. And so you- and I've made I've already made some improvements over the past month there and shipped them, and, and I've been able to actually see improvements in metrics, like a- activation is up and referrals are up because I tweaked a few things in the in the UI. Mm-hmm. You know,
0: this this reminds me of, of of Ruben's challenges because he's right. It's this coordination between how do you maximize traffic. And then how do you give an incredible first experience for him? It's, it's, you know, it's, uh, electronic signatures. Yeah. So when you come in with a a document, I believe. Yes, that's, that's right. So that, that slide, like you described it from here's traffic of someone interested in the solution. And then from that point, all the way into the product and then sharing it and then getting value out of it. And then someone else touches it also like that whole thing over and over again.
1: Actually just to solidify that a little bit. One one thing that I did was you know for the first most of the last year I was really mostly concerned with customer research in, in the onboarding, right? So I did this with Process Kit too and and I did it with ZipMessage for a while, but then I ripped it out. So basically I, when you it used to be when you sign up for ZipMessage, Message, you, you sign up, you confirm your profile and then you answer like four research questions. What are you trying to do? Who are you? What, how'd you hear about zip message? And like three or four of those, right? And, and then, and then we, you proceed into the product. And then we ask you to click a button to create your first message. And then you can record your first message. So now I, I cut out a bunch of those steps. Now it's like you sign up, you, you finish your profile, you're landed into a pre-created message for you. Now you can just hit record, you know? And then and then the next piece is uh share it. So redesigned the the like the modal that pops up to help you share it off with someone else and then it prompts you. And so like I, I'm missing out on some of that initial customer research that that I get from from them answering a survey on the on their way in, but they're coming right in and they're recording at a much higher rate than they were before. So this is so interesting because it is. I still want to find a place to like sneak back in that question of like, how'd you hear about zip message? You know, just that I have that data point, but like.
0: But you'll find another way. The reason I was saying it like, this, it's so interesting is because it's, it is driven by business model, right? It is, it's, it's driven by strategy. It's driven by pricing. And then you start to, you know, move into place you start to move your product over a few degrees it's not a different product but you move the onboarding and that initial experience to start to match with the strategy and the pricing it is it's really exciting because if it if it clicks right and starts to align then you can basically tell yourself okay now i just need as much traffic as possible to push through yeah. this funnel
1: another another kind of cool thing i tweeted this a couple of weeks ago so another thing that 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 started happening after i went with freemium is people would convert from free to paid. And, and we have multiple limits, multiple feature gates, multiple things that would push someone to to convert. And it was unclear to me, why are people converting? Like which thing caused them to finally say, okay, I, the free plan is not enough for me, I need, the, I need the paid, right? So- Right, is it more clear now? Well, what I implemented was kind of a URL parameter like one of the things is like they want to personalize their, their zip message link. They, they want zip slash Jordan, right? Well, if, if they're trying to edit that and then they realize they can't without upgrading, then they click through to upgrade, to get it. I can track that, that they were trying to customize their slug and that param goes through the whole conversion, even into the notification. After, after they pay, they, they become a customer. I get a notification and it says, what was the thing that they were trying to do? Customize the slug. Oh, or or they they bumped into our recording limit. That's that's what caused them to to convert. Or uh, they they wanted to invite team members. They they were trying to invite a team member and then they converted. You know, so I I can see that data now coming coming into the uh, into the conversion email. So that's been pretty helpful too. Very cool. Yeah, more information means more instrumentation. Right? Means better data. Yeah. Means better experiments. And man, it's I I love being able to code and build that stuff without having to ask my developer to do it.
0: <laughs> Pretty cool. Good stuff. Brian, All right, this was like a good podcast episode. You think, know, it wasn't just a, a rambling conversation. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, I think the key was I did not drink coffee before this. I, I'm, I'm in a calmer state, so we're good. And Interesting. I don't know and, what that uh, feels like. th- things, are, <laughs> <laughs> things are good on your end. So, uh, yeah. No, oh, it takes a good,
0: good stuff, man. Thanks everyone for listening. Brian, congrats on the sale. Congrats on product time. Keep rolling. You too, buddy. See you. All right, later.